BMW. The 77%. Many people are leaving Africa because they, 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 they think they will never make it there due to the extreme poverty they are living. But when hard times force young people to voluntarily make the perilous journey to Europe, do they succeed to replace one dire situation with another? We are slaved everywhere. We are discriminated. We are stigmatized. And the desire to migrate to Europe is not just going away. Maybe if those who face challenging situations abroad sent the right message home, young Africans could still dream of a better future on the continent. Most of our yeah. brothers and sisters, what they do here is to go and take a picture in front of a Ferrari. And that's really disinformation. This is... The 77% show. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 77% show on DW Africa, the platform where young people across Africa get to discuss topical issues. I am Mimi Mifo, and today we are talking about African youth and life after migration. DW's Christine Mundua spoke with young African migrants in Sicily, Italy to understand their rationale for leaving their home countries and ascertain whether the outcome was worth the risk. As always on 77%, our followers on YouTube and Facebook DW Africa can also be part of the show. We have this reaction from Robert Oko, who thinks it's high time Africans are grateful where they come from. Another reaction from Patricia Finches, the future is Africa, she says, adding that they need to stop traveling to those countries and build Africa. We shall get more social media reactions later, but first, let's head to Italy to meet DW's Christine Mundo and her panelists. The 77% is in Italy. This country is home to many young people who left Africa. They crossed the scorching Sahara. They braved the unpredictable Mediterranean, all in pursuit of a better life in Europe. Today, we're asking if the life they're living here was worth the risk they took to get here. Alaji, I'm going to start out with you right now. What does it take to make it in Europe, to get here? Well, I think it takes a lot of effort it takes a lot of luck it takes great bravery to make it um, but through the sahara desert uh, through the mediterranean but these are the first steps it depends also on what one is running from what one wants to seek in 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 europe many people are leaving africa because they they they, they think they will never make it there due to the extreme poverty they are living, right. that blocks their opportunities. Right. Chris, I'm going to come to you right now. Um, we'll talk a little bit about coming here, what you faced, what you saw, what you experienced. Yeah, when I came to Italy, I came not just uh, alone. I came with others like uh, Gambia and Senegal. Most of them like left Italy, and most of them are now in 
in the various countries in Africa because uh, it wasn't easy for them. It just has to do also with luck, you know. You know, like uh, most people, uh, they've passed through the Sahara Desert. Uh, also, they, they went through this, the Mediterranean, but they were not that lucky. Most people have gone through the sea and most, most of them are down there. They've and drowned. They've drowned. So, actually, um, let's say like it's really, um, let's say I, I was really, really, really like uh, lucky to be alive right. also, yeah. Right. In Italy. Elagi, I'm going to come back to you because I'm picking up the theme, right? What, what the reality is, is different from, from the dream that we had. And I wondered why that is the case. Why do people arrive here and it's not what they expected? Well, I think the Europe we see in Africa is portrayed on, you know, by the TV, by the social media, call it Facebook, whatever. Right. The images we see there are disillusional. This create false conception in the youth. You know, we are talking about youth who think that what they see on the movies they watch in their poor conditions are actually true of Europe. It's a dissolution. When they arrive here, they feel, feel that it's not the dreamland. You know, this is the fiasco that, is, that has become a generational stuff. Right. And that is, much of the time, we are not talking about only labor drainage. We are also talking about brain drainage because right. we are talking about the youth. This is the worst postmodern genocide that is killing Africa, and I call this a generational, generational destruction. We are not only talking about those people who lost their life here. I've seen a lot of dry bones, dry people, dry skulls, more in the Sahara Desert that I cannot see here. And right. anyone who are brave through never thought he is going to make it. Yeah. It was just unlock. Why do people have to be constrained to make this thing? Oh, well, most of our yeah. brothers and sisters, what they do here is to go and take a picture in front of a Ferrari, and that's really disinformation but this is what led to migration begotting itself right and i want to come to you ishmael because you tell us what life is like tell us where you sleep what you eat do you drive a ferrari because that's what people think that you have now that you're here the main perspective in the life in europe is the same as the life they call it in the hell because in example in europe everything based on document. Documents, right. And you are not if you are not having documents, what are you going to do? Mm. Italian have a word called black job, which is lavoro nero. That is what you are going to do. And you are going what to is work. That? What is a black lavoro job? nero means work without contract. Okay. Uh, you go to farm to, to go farms. and plug maybe Oliver from eight, sometimes seven thirty up to five o'clock in the in evening time, in, in this heat, heat and they are going to give you 25 euro. How much is that? 25 euro without food. You can't survive on that? You cannot survive on that in Italy here because if you are paying house rent, you are paying baller bill, you are paying condominium, you are paying water bill, lifestyles, plus yeah, what you are yeah, going to eat, yeah. increase of your shelter. I'll leave it there because I want to come back to you, Chris. Ishmael talked about black jobs. He talked about how difficult it is in Europe when you don't have papers. What has been your experience? Actually, Ishmael he said um, very important stuff there because uh, it, has, it boils to the document. Uh, yeah, in Italy, um, well, number one thing that's really important is the document. Um, it, at first, it's not really easy, you know, for I know like when I came, it was right. not easy. You know, because um, you have to go through the process, and even the process is, it takes time. 
you know and upon this and you know you get pressures from different aspects of your life like most of us like immigrants we have pressures from home you know when we come there like when we come to Italy people call like our parents call family call like uh, can you send me this can you do this can you do that not they like they, they don't they forgot about like you have this like pressure that you are in a new place you know Ishmael so you, you you've made it very clear that you're not living the dream in Europe um, help me understand why that is the case most of us our parents sell their property to let us travel right because of what our senior brothers who entered into okay. Europe first came and sell it back home. Okay. That if you want to get a better life at the age of 18 to 35, the best place for you to enter is Europe. And which is not true. Elaji, you, you know, um, you, you're doing research for your, your PhD. You've done research about uh, some of the conditions that Africans have to work in in the farms. Tell us about what's going on in that perspective. My thesis is entitled Contemporary Slavery, the Exploitation of Migrants in the Agricultural Fields of Italy. And I have crisscrossed the whole of Italy, maybe better than many researchers in this area. And right. I know the condition that the youth, You've the healthiest are living. Mm. They are living in agri so-called agricultural ghettos that are worse than any condition in the village. But then it depends on you know the perceptions right. that they have there, the pressures that okay. are on them, and the the, 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 the issue of not saying the truth to your right. parents or your parents not believing yeah. it or the community there. So, and in Italy, throughout Italy, everyone coordinate their operations differently. Right. And this is okay. also because of the single asylum system. I will come back to you because I want to talk more about your research, but I want to bring in Alicia at this point. Alicia, you are a lawyer and you specialize in, in migration. Italy is has new laws that make it more difficult for people who come through the Mediterranean to be able to stay here legally. Talk to us about that. This law has changed totally the, uh, how you introduce your procedure of international protection because when you asked for international protection until for October 2018, you were able to ask for three kinds of protections. The first two kinds of protection were the European ones, so the refugee status and the subsidiary protection. But the third kind was an Italian protection that was very important because was this kind of protection, the humanitarian, was giving to many right. people that were not persecuted from in their country and they were not coming from some countries where there is the war or civil war or where there is a serious risk for his own life to us to get a protection because right. in his own country the um, their fundamental human rights were not guaranteed and protected in the same way in which they came they can be protected in Italy right now it's going to be more difficult because if they're not running away from a persecution or from a dangerous country without the, the humanitarian protection is not easy to get a protection.
Before we continue with the debate, let's quickly head to our YouTube page on DW Africa 77%. Evis Obaro has reacted saying, let's continue to spread the message. ECOWAS leaders need to formulate an agenda to curb the migration of talents and youth. Savirama Krishnan says Africa is full of resources. Go back to your country, develop it. And we have this final one from Jimmy Grant who says, my sweet Africa. If you share your thoughts or think otherwise, head on to our DW Africa Facebook page and drop your comments. Let's head to Sicily once again to continue the discussion with the migrants. listening to, to, to the guys on the panel here, you are an Italian. What does it make you feel to hear what, what they go through? I mean, you see it firsthand as well. As an Italian, how do you feel hearing that? I feel guilty, actually, because I don't think that we, we, we have the instrument, we have the tools to guarantee the rights, even if right now we are not doing it in the better way, but in the best way. But actually, I really think that the judges and the system, we can do something to improve it. Okay, I want to come back to you. Do you see a future for yourself in Italy here? No, I don't have future in Italy. I have future back in the mother continent. That is the future of the world, not only me, future of the whole world. I'm supposed to go back. Chris, you have a bit of a different story in the sense that you've become a bit of a, a musical sensation here. You, you sing in Italian, um, you now have an Italian wife and children. You are maybe a very good example of integration. Do you see a future here in Italy? I'm really lucky to be like having what I'm having now. I'm, I'll say I give thanks and praise to God for what I have. But um, the future really lies in, Af in the, uh, the hands of the Africans. Like I, I always say, I say for you to change the Africa depends on Africa. Look at your life today, right? Do you reckon it was all worth, worth it for what you have today? What I have to say, what I went through, um, it's not really worth it, you know, to come to this place, to risk your life for the first place. It's not really worth it if you look about it. But, that, but I would say it depends on what you're running from. Okay, so you, you know? say it's not worth it. Ishmael, I want to come back to you because for somebody in Africa who's thinking about doing what you did coming here, would you say, what would you say to them? What I'll tell to my brothers back at the mother continent is that the amount of money you are going to spend from West Africa to get to Europe, if you are a very intelligent person, perhaps to say, you can use that kind of money to start from the scratch. And I bet you, at the end of six months, you will see yourself in the highest position. We made a great mistake. I, I complete senior high school. I wrote West Africa examination exams at the age of 15 to 16 years. I did not even wait to take my results. When my results came, I got a good marks, which I can continue my education to do what I was supposed to do. But because of the portraying of the media and our stupid brothers who came here first, yeah. who did not come and tell us truth, be taking money on social media, taking pictures, but we mistake we made at you the beginning. You believe them is the mistake. We made a mistake. Elijah, I'm going to come back to you now. 
you opened up by telling us that you needed to have strength of mind, that it, it takes a lot to be able to make it here. We're closing this discussion now. What are your final thoughts? You have studied the experiences Africans are having in this country particularly. Personally, I want to speak to our politicians and I call them sellouts, you know, because they are not looking at uh, the interests, the needs, the vulnerability that constrain people to migrate. Because to the Gambia or to Senegal, to African political leaders, it is convenient. Even if we die in the streets, even if we die in the sea as much as we can send remittances, it is convenient for them that we the youths who are potential revolutionaries leave the country and let them to dictate. So I am telling Africans who are there that I am guilty for being here. If you come here, you are running from your work. You are running from changing Africa and the generations that will become failures as well. We, I contributed to it and you are also contributed to it. You could contribute into it. So if I am speaking and if you can hear me today, I am saying I should get back and then we should work on what is happening because the future is in Africa. But the real question is, is the future in Africa for Africans? Are we talking about Chinese colonialists or we are talking about multinationals who have stole us the traditional livelihoods that in fact we hate ourselves? Africa is still a colonial economy, so it depends on what people are running from. We cannot talk about the solution without talking about the causes of the problems. Right. We are slaved everywhere. We are discriminated. We are stigmatized. And I am not saying this is particularly Italy, but what, what are the other European countries who are helping Italy with the load of the migration since 2015? Why is Africa enslaved? We aren't poor. We will never be poor. The future is still there. The question is, who is this future for? Is it for Africans when we all run from the, from, from, the, from the things that we should try to make up there? So you've heard it from them and, and now we want to hear it from you. This is the story of, of Shattered Dreams. They left Africa in pursuit of a better life and they're telling us today they've not found it. Instead, they're saying that the life that they've long been dreaming for is back in Africa on the motherland. Wow, hope we are all taking home some lessons after that interesting debate on our Facebook page, DW Africa. Let us know what your view on the subject is. That's all we had time for on this week's 77% show. You can listen to this show and all the previous editions by visiting dw.com forward slash Africa. For more content on the 77%, please check out our YouTube videos on DW Africa 77%. On behalf of the whole team that made this show possible, my name is Mimi Mefo. Thank you so much for listening and goodbye for now. <music>